down to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. Who are you? As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off. And the medic gets out and says, oh my god. I'm your Huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Rolling this calls for the old Billy Barul. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! Ah. It is not over. It is just beginning. It is Saturday night. It is THT Movie Review. I am Boxman David Richardson. How's that sound? David Boxman Richardson? Is that better, Anthony? Yeah, I don't. I don't have a gimmick no. nickname, so yeah, you you get an older box. You're getting older, so you might have to start using. Well, you your got a great name on the nickname. Air. It's uh, Double A. Fucking Double Very A, true. man! You're fucking. You're Arn Anderson. You're the Arn Anderson of this podcast, Anthony. How does that feel? Nice. The feels good. I'm actually going to get myself a Barry Horowitz style. You're going to call yourself right the enforcer of THT Movie Review. How's that? There you go, cool, man. Uh, <laughs> good job, <laughs> man. <laughs> hey, when the, when the audience what doesn't pop for you, sometimes you gotta pop yep, for yourself. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, I uh, I started drinking about uh, about an hour before I watched this movie. I'm about six beers in the wind right now. Um. So are you trying to tell our listening audience that you had to get drunk before watching a no, Pauly Shore movie? No, I just happened to get drunk while watching a Pauly Shore movie. <laughs> um, it just might make it easier. I don't know. I might be hiccuping soon. I'm already in the burping stage, if you haven't noticed. But uh, 
this will be quite the uh, interesting episode for me because uh, I don't know how you feel, but uh, I grew up a Pauly mm-hmm. Shore fan. But uh, he's become quite the polarized. He's quite the polarizing figure for some people. They either the people that like him really like him, and the people that don't like him really don't. Yeah, like him. he has that uh, no middle ground. It's either love Pauly Shore or hate Pauly Shore. Uh, I mean, there's certain people who are like, nah, he's all right. Uh, personally, I like Pauly Shore. I like the whole character. Um, you know, and obviously we're you know we haven't mentioned it yet, but we're doing son-in-law. This was sort of uh, requested last week. We 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 talked about five minutes of Pauly Shore movies. We had a lot more ready to go, but um, last week's conversations just went uh, crazy. <laughs> and honestly, in in all sincerity, you know, shout mm-hmm. out to Bobby, Bobby Anthem, and yep, uh, yep, Mark yep. Wahlberg. Uh, that was a fun show for me. And honestly, when things kind of go, when things go off the rails, those tend to be the best shows. Yeah, it was a think, good Bobby? show. I mean, look, I I actually had a lot of fun during that little uh, that little round table, as I named it, the uh, movie round table. But uh, it was fun, man. I mean, we had a we had a we had a lot of good conversations, but uh, yes, really. Yeah. But tonight we're actually going to stick to a movie. That's right. Yes. We're actually going to stick to a movie. We do have son-in-law with Pauly Shore. Uh, let's go through some of the characters first, uh, Anthony. What do you say? Pauly Shore plays Crawl. We never find out his real name in this movie. Uh, actually, we did. I'm looking at oh. the credits now, and I don't. Yeah, apparently his name in the movie was Fred. Really, I, I don't recall that being mentioned hmm. in the movie. But the from my notes here, he is credited as Fred slash Crawl. I never knew his name was even Fred. I don't know where that got mentioned. Yeah, yeah, I don't recall it ever being mentioned no, in the film. Me neither. Uh, Carla. Gugino, 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 and yeah, yeah she's as hot. Rebecca, <laughs> who uh, basically plays the country girl, down a home country girl who goes off to the California college and uh, sort of adapts to the college life living of California and California. How's that? Adapts to both. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, thanks to uh, Pauly Shore. She goes in, she goes in innocent, and mm-hmm. she leaves a sinner. <laughs> right. We uh, we've got Lane Smith. Lane Smith, um, the yeah, great Lane definitely. Smith. We lost Rest him in two thousand five, end of two thousand five. I think November, somewhere around there, maybe October. Um, but uh, he was in uh, probably his most notable role would be the. Opposing attorney in My Cousin Vinny. Trotter was his name in, the, in that movie. Yes, I would say that and uh, The Distinguished Gentleman I'm, with Eddie Murphy. I'm definitely going to mention Distinguished Gentleman because that happens to be, one of, to be one of my guilty pleasure movies. I'm right there with you, man. Same with My Cousin I mean, I ain't like I said, he's one of those guys like, he doesn't get talked about as much as he should. I put him in like that Frank Vincent category. You really don't appreciate him mm-hmm. until they're gone. But like, like 
great actor, man. Very under he he would be yeah. on my underrated list. I wouldn't call him my favorite, but whenever I see him in something TV movie, he doesn't yeah, disappoint. Yeah. And he was definitely, um, you know, a distinguished gentleman. If you haven't watched that movie, really seek it out. It's one of the, like I said, it's a guilty pleasure of mine, but it's really a good Eddie Murphy movie. It really yes. is a good one. Um, not great, not great, but fun, fun yes. worth the watch. Uh, that, Jesus, a lot of people are fucking. All right, uh, everyone's saying, Smart is saying that, um, back to the Fred thing, he was called Fred in the novel. There was a son-in-law novel? Is he... Well, uh, uh, smart, smart. Have you been drinking? I don't. I don't recall a son-in-law. I'm not saying well, you're lying, but that just seems bizarre that somebody would go through go through the trouble of writing a book based on son-in-law. A, was it? Hold on. I'm 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 gonna have to see if this is a holy sh. By Stephen King. Obviously. This is actually. Uh, yeah. I I see a book by Chastity Charity Norman called The Son-in-Law. Does it say anywhere based I'm, on the film I'm, I'm of the same name? One second. I'm going to it. Hold on. I'm going to Amazon. No. Okay. Customer review. Maybe I should look in the reviews here real quick. All right. They're, 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 they're throwing stuff in the chat room. I got a feeling Smark is uh, trolling <laughs> right now. I have a Actually, feeling. it's a book. Uh, let's see. No, didn't I don't know. Anyway, let's get into the goddamn movie. Fuck this. Um, Weeble starts <laughs> off with a good fucking point. Uh, the movie, the budget of the movie is twenty million. The box office is thirty-six million. So this movie did not lose money. It actually made, you know, sixteen plus yeah. million, which isn't a bad box office especially for back then i mean you know yes definitely and you figure and it goes to how popular paulie shore was during that era now like I, if you're one of these new age millennials and you watch a paulie shore movie mm-hmm. in 2017 you might get a few chuckles out of it but you might not you, you really won't appreciate how over he was unless you kind of came up during that era for i would say from about maybe 88 i'm sorry 89 to about mm-hmm. 97 Ollie Shore was pretty. He was everywhere. Yeah, I'd say those years are about right now. I mean, we, you know, kind of touched on it uh, last week. He was a VJ on MTV and yes, spawned the Polly Shore character into a very successful career. Uh, and we did mention, you know, he is the son of Diana Shore, owner of, I believe I was right when I said the Comedy Store. Yes, yeah, I think that's about right. right. Comedy <laughs> Store in L.A., a very, very popular comedy club, obviously. But, you know, a lot of people say, oh, that's why he has a career. Eh, I don't know about that. Look. Polly Shore, would you call him the 
the pre-Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler? I would say that's a fair comparison. You know, because you always like to say, for example, uh, I put it like this. You always like to say uh, Adam Sandler got over doing mm-hmm. the baby voices, talking to the kid that gets angry and has, like, tamper tantrums and right, gets the shit out of people, right? Yeah. yeah, and how did uh, fucking uh, Paulie Shore get over the the whole weasel game? I mean, the whole weasel game. Yeah, gimmick. I mean... And I, like, from Roller Roll, and I, I would say if that was one criticism that I could kind of... Mm-hmm. Even though I'm a fan, and fan, I can I get why people wouldn't like him because he really didn't change from film to film. He basically played a different variation of the Weasel character. Yeah, he did. And then I'll, I'll, I'll give Sandler credit. He's done some more serious movies, had a little bit of, I don't know, character development, I guess we could call it. But yes, Pauly Shore did sort of typecast himself. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield did the same thing to himself. He kind of typecast himself in that Rodney character. Um, the whole, I get no respect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could even say for a while there, Eddie Murphy was sort of typecast in his character too. Uh, just for a while. He, he definitely broke free of the typecast. Uh, but, uh, you know, a, a lot of... And, you know, Pauly Shore was a comedian, so, you know, that's why I'm bringing up some more comics that sort of got typecast in in roles. But yeah. he he did, and he was a big comic before he got on MTV. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, and just to give you put it in perspective, Pauly Shore made his debut at 17 yeah. years old. Mark Wahlberg says that Pauly Shore is not responsible for Kevin James, so Pauly Shore wins. Perfect, perfect. Now, and according to Weaves in the chat, uh, Pauly Shore was more of a sex symbol than sure. Adam Sandler. Would you I would agree with that. So you think Pauly was more of a pussy magnet than I young believe... Mr. Sandler? He definitely was. I believe if you, uh, I believe Paulie <laughs> Shore has dusted off his share of the pussy, if you know what I'm saying. With or without the weasel gimmick, like I mean, <laughs> um, how do you how do you think both. it would sound if Paulie was talking to a woman? If Paulie was talking to him. I'm in real life, just like at the club, at the well, bar, wherever. He doesn't get out of the gimmick much, but he's like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. He always seems super chill, but I, I, I don't. I'm not doubting what you're saying, but I, I just <laughs> that would you be know, a funny. Well, as hell. I don't know. Let's we'll see. Be something over. like, uh, "Me lick your cunts, girl, baby," um, something like that. I don't. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you, you would definitely have to throw in a buddy. yeah, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, Paulie Shore was definitely a huge star in the early, mid, probably late nineties too. Yeah, yeah, I would because you know we'll get to it at some point. But Biodome is another Dude, good one. I mean, come on, if we just started naming, I mean. Here, let's go ahead and get into some of the fucking Polly Shore movies. Then we'll start getting into the, obviously, start getting into the movies. 
the movie about the movies. Uh, I mean, yeah, Biodome, Encino Man, which classic. Which, I mean, Brendan Fraser does a quick cameo in this movie. Um, you know, as the Encino Man character, which made it even funnier. Just kind of like, wow, I threw that in there. That's pretty fucking cool. And it was continuity, and and you notice how like, and when you mm-hmm. brought up that scene, it was a scene where he kind of looked at him like. Know that guy? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, by the way, Brendan Fraser's role was uh, uncredited, so it was basically like he did him a favor and just showed up yeah, real quick yeah, and left. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, you know, Encino Man was the year before this movie. He did a lot of TV, believe it or not. Before uh, he was even in an episode of Married with Children, Pauly Shore, Saying Elsewhere, Twenty One Jump Street, um, a few other TV shows. Uh, then he did, he was in Class Act, believe it or not, as yes. this character. Mm-hmm. Julian Thomas. Damn, go Anthony. Uh, he was in Bobby's World, the, uh, uh, how, yeah, the wow, Howie that's, Mandel that's, that's show. He did three yeah. different, uh, three different times, three voices. Larry Sanders show, uh, he'd had his own show for a while, for one season, and then, you know, he sort of just showed up in other TV shows. A lot of voice work, it looks like. He did a lot of voices. But, um, I mean, this movie, Encino Man, he had probably, what would you, let's see, he had three, uh, I don't know what to call these, impactful movies. Let's see. My personal favorite uh, Pauly Shore movies are no particular order. Encino Man, Son-in-Law, Any Army Now, Jury Duty, and uh, yeah, Bio. I like Jury Duty. I didn't like in uh, in the Army Now. I was a uh, you know Biodome, Son-in-Law, and um, fuck. What was that third one? God damn it. Encino Man. Encino Man. Those were really the only three. But I'll tell you what. The guy made a fucking hell of a living. Off of these three movies, and uh, you know, good for him. Yeah, and all of his movies uh, made a profit. And uh, another one we forgot to mention was a Goofy movie mm. that made bank for uh, by nine for nineteen ninety five standards. That made about I want to say thirty five oh, and a half million. So yeah, so trust me, like Paulie, I would say about after about nineteen ninety seven. Paul Shore could have retired. Yeah, he a probably did. Man. He probably did. Like I said, I mean, after after the three big movies, um, like I like the the main the three that I mentioned, you know, I mean, he did a little here, a little there, but nothing big. Um, he was actually in a movie that I had saw not too long ago, and I found out recently in doing some research that it came out in nineteen ninety seven. It was called The Curse of the Inferno. And that was about as close to a uh, serious Pauly Shore as you're ever yeah, going to see never, on film. It was a bad yeah, movie. Never seen it, man. But, uh, I mean, he's done stuff recently. He was in an episode of work of Workaholics. Um, you know, he's got stuff even this year. Uh, some TV series called Animals. He was a voice. 
So, I mean, he's still doing stuff here and there. Looks like he's doing more voice work than anything. But, hell, as long as he's still working, fuck it. Good for him, you know? Yeah. And if, and, and if you kind of like, you know, we're looking at some of his movies here. They all made pretty decent money. So it's not, it's not like you can't really say he was ever in that yeah, money loser. Yeah. Now, Weavis in the chat is bringing up that Cindy Pickett was in an episode of NYPD Blue. Uh, actually, he said NYPD Jew. Fuck you, Weebs. Uh, believe it or not, in this movie, there's... Fu- <laughs> fuck you too, Anthony. In this movie, there are... We always got to do a uh, quick check of... Uh, yeah, weeks, you're uh, right, we do. Uh, there's four NYPD Blue references in this movie. Adam Goldberg, who plays the Indian um, when she's in college, and she, I'm talking about uh, Rebecca, he's in NY one episode... Dennis Buckley, who plays Theo, who's the uh, ranch hand, he was in one episode as a guy named Pig, and Graham Jarvis, who does the speech at the beginning of the movie, who plays the principal of the uh, the high school, has also been an episode of NYPD Blue. So there you go. Not one, not two, God not damn, three, four NYPD Blue. What? tie-ins in this movie mm. son of a bitch box you are the fucking man with that you know why because i swear that principle mm-hmm. that you mentioned from the beginning had to be on the screen for all of 15 to 20 seconds and you still recognize him from fucking yeah I, I, well i mean imdb did you pause it did you pause it did you cheat imdb helps out a little bit but uh i do usually go he looks familiar and then i'll Go to IMDb, look for it. But Adam Goldberg, I knew he's been in. Uh, he was in another movie we spoke, we, we talked about. Uh, I can't remember which one it was. Um, but Dennis uh, Dennis Buckley, who plays Theo in the movie, he was in another. Uh, he's been in a bunch of movies, but he was in a movie called um, Beyond the Law with Charlie Sheen. We've talked about it before. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Charlie Sheen was actually kind of a uh, bigger in that film. He actually resembled he re- he resembled Theo in this movie. Not not that big, but Charlie was uh, pegging on the pound. A little heavier, a little heavier in that movie. In the early nineties, if you go back and like he look was at some of his a movies. little bit heavier in those movies. Um, and we have Patrick Renna as a kid who played Zach Warner in this movie. Also, um, yes, Sandlot, Sandlot, classic. That's probably the main movie everyone's going to know him from uh has oh another one mm-hmm. i want to mention this real quick we talked about him a lot last week uncredited in this movie was flea flea i was definitely gonna as a matter of fact i've got that part as one of the parts to play uh how insane is it uh, how insane is a uh, flea's imdb like, I honestly did not think he would have been he in this was many like movies. A, like a child actor before he was in all the, in the band. I mean, it's I didn't realize it, but Flea's a Dang. bad motherfucker, man. He's a yeah. I'm gonna look him up real quick. See if he got anything in the pipeline. I don't remember. We were looking him up last week. And I, dude, I was shocked to see his IMDb last week. You, I mean, you can go ahead and look it up, but I was amazed at Flea's IMDb, and not only his, not only the 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 shows he's done, but 
how far back his IMDb went. Yes, he actually has stuff coming out as early as yeah. 2017. As late as 2017, yeah. Wow, man. Yep, yep, he goes back as far as 1983, and he's still doing it, man, so God bless yeah. him. Yeah? Jesus, 1983. I was eight years old. And he was, you know, acting, and then... It's just weird to think that somehow he became... He went from an actor to, you know, a, a member of a band, a big fucking band, yes. you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers, yes. and then... Still, sort of did a little bit of acting on the side. Yes, yeah. And from the little, you know, from the little that I've seen of his acting career, he wasn't that bad. Hmm. If he had pursued it more, yeah, yeah, probably. But I mean, he, I mean, look at that movie we talk about all the time, The Chase with Charlie Sheen. They had a, him and Anthony. You know, what was it? Kedius, Kedius, whatever. Anthony, fucking the guy who. Kiss Dave Navarro. Uh, they had a pretty big part in that movie, you know. But yeah. um, he was also in Big Lebowski. I, that movie made crazy money. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen has a little role in this movie. Uh, she, this is when she was smoking fucking hot. Oh yes, this is peak. Tiffany oh, Amber. Yeah. This is right after the old. Uh, what was it? Melrose. She was in. Yeah, this might have been might in have between. Been. Might have been. Might have been. But um... now let me ask you. You know, this is obvious. We can both agree that this was the peak of her hotness. Did you prefer her with long or short oh, hair? Long hair. I I I really like something to pull. <laughs> Hold on to move. Uh, grip. You know what I mean? Know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I, I, I like long hair. Uh, matter of fact, in this movie, she was pretty perfect, to be honest with you. Um, obviously, yes. has aged since. You know who else has aged who I didn't realize? I was watching the new Blue Bloods last night, and Tia Carrera was in the movie. Oh, the the, the show? Oh, yeah. Wow. About, she has uh, gained a few pounds. Yes. And she, she also did a movie. She was in jury duty with uh, Paulie Shore, so really? that was a nice little tie-in. I didn't even know that. Yeah. But yeah she's uh, gained quite a few pounds. Quite a few pounds. Yeah. Um, to be fair, she got she to be in her early 50s at this point. Yeah, early which I'm not. I mean, she's still... She's still doable. Don't get me wrong, but uh, gained it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So what would you say? Fifty. Let's let's just say, for example, she's like fifty-two. Fifty-two is like the new what? Uh, Thirty-five and a half. I don't know, but she might even be older than that. Let's uh, let's let's fact check this. Tia Carrere. What does it say? Death. I don't give a. She didn't die. You people are assholes. Uh, Tia Carrere age. Let's see what this is. Let's uh, let's, let's fact. She is fifty. She's younger than we think. Yeah. Definitely still doable. Little heavier. Yeah. But yeah, she's still she's still in that milf territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little heavier, but definitely just 
just for the fact that she of how hot she was in Wayne's World would uh would probably kick in the doable factor because she was smoking hot in those movies, man. Absolutely yeah. smoking hot. But um I guess we can get to fucking son in law. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um I figured we'd start off with a little speech that uh Rebecca gives in the beginning of the movie. Now remember we're 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 this movie here, we're gonna kinda see the transformation of Rebecca from the the good, wholesome South Dakota high school girl to the California Rebecca that is uh, a yeah. complete transformation. Yeah, and I think what it is is like you know what it is, and I will get we'll definitely mm-hmm. get to the beginning real quick. But I do want to make mention of there was a part in this movie, and this is like before she actually went away to college. Well, they kind of teased that she wasn't as innocent right. as she looked. Right. And ba- and basically, once she hooked up with Paulie Shore's character, he kind of brought right, that exactly. out for her. So it was always there. It was just a matter of she needed somebody to bring it out of her. Exactly. To throw that in and you're there. right. We'll, uh, we'll get to that scene. Let's go ahead and um, we'll start off, I guess, with this first scene right where the, the principal, uh, Graham Jarvis, the NYPD Blue tie-in, is sort of making his speech. But then the... The valedictorian of the school, which is Rebecca, gets up and makes her speech, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. So there we go. Here we go. As your principal, I watched you all start out here at Lincoln High, caterpillars in our cocoon of stability. Over the last four years, your chrysalis has hardened, and now, if I listen closely. I can almost hear your cocoons open. I see before me monarch butterflies ready to take off into that great adventure that I like to call life. And now I'm proud to present your valedictorian, Rebecca Warner. Rebecca! Woo! Before her speech starts... You've got Rebecca here, long, brown, curly hair, the, the, the classic country girl, would you say, Anthony? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. The, the classic country girl, the... Yes, the, the, the skirt right, past the knees. Right, exactly. Pigtail, like... Yeah, very... Yeah. By the way, I just want to say that she's definitely still doable. Oh, yeah. Carla. Carla. Yes. Eugenio. I don't know. Whatever. I'm probably jacking that name (laughs) up. But uh, speaking of jacking. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, she's very the the wholesome, very, you know, and it shows, you know, the relationship with her parents is good, blah, blah, blah. Let's get to her speech, and again, we're going to uh, we're going to see the transformation quickly of uh, Rebecca. So here we go. I'd like to talk about change. It's all around us. Change happens whether we want it or not. Change. Are we ready for it? I think so. We're poised, prepared for the future. 
ready to embrace new people, places, and ideas. In short, we are ready for the challenge of life. Ladies and gentlemen, take a good look at us. We are the future. We are the Lincoln Tigers. Hear us roar! There you go. There's her little speech, you know, the the rah-rah, we're the Lincoln Tigers, and... But anyway, you know, she's she plays the wholesome country girl in this movie to begin with. Um, she's got her boyfriend, Travis. Travis is played by... Holy shit, let me see. Travis is played by Dan Gautier, or Gautier. I don't know. Say it how you fucking want. These people have weird goddamn names. That's all I gotta say. But uh, he's played by, you know, Dan Gautier. Real douchebag. <laughs> yes. And I, and, I, and, I, and I could tell that from the opening scene. He just has one of those faces. You could just like tell, like, oh, he's the asshole of the movie. You Got know, I, I think of him as, and I know this is like a really, talk about aging me, old reference, um, Eddie Haskell. <laughs> I know I know who you're talking about, but that's fucking yep, holy shit. Yo, leave it to Beaver, Eddie Haskell, nice to the Yes ma'am, no ma'am, and then outside of the parents he's like, Yeah, let's go get in fucking trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's shaking the he's like one of those type of guys, you know. He's shaking the dad's hand like Yes, sir. I'll have her home. Like, yeah. Meanwhile, in the back of his mind, yeah, I'm about to yeah, fuck Yeah, and meanwhile, <laughs> the daughter, who, you know, I said, you know, she's all goody-goody, uh, talking to her dad, all nice, um, looks out the window, sees her boyfriend, strips off her nightgown, goes out to the barn to get a little bit of loving, but doesn't sleep with him. She's uh, obviously the virgin in this movie. I believe they've. Uh, yeah, eh, I don't know. Well, Danny, I mean, I look at it like this: box. At one point, she winds up in a barn in a barn on her back, making mm-hmm. out with this dude. You would that? Would that? Does that look like virgin behavior to you? Uh, not. I mean, they're making out pretty much. I mean, she's still got her clothes on. Uh, Denny says she strips down from time to time, too. Uh, pictures are always welcome on the THT Movie Review Podcast. Uh, and uh, yes, Danny, I am the black co-host and uh, Box is yes, the older yes, gentleman. Uh, Anthony is my token black guy. I can say things I can't say because of Anthony. <laughs> um, that's the reason he's here. Uh, <laughs> Son of a... <laughs> You knew it was. Come on, I knew it. I knew it was coming. <laughs> you knew that's why you were here. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm actually surprised. I, I, I pray every day that I can exist in a Donald Trump run America as a black man on the show. Like I look at it like this: if I make it to a hundred episodes on this show, you're retired. I'm retired. <laughs> done. I'm uh, done. Because it ain't gonna. Well, we're over halfway that. there. So be happy. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I told you I'll have had a few beers tonight. Um, 
But, uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, now, now little Rebecca is off to college in California. Um, this is kind of where we see the change. The, the, the parents are ridiculously just like, let's say strenuously against this happening. Um, but I did want to play the part where they sort of start pulling up and seeing the change. I mean, you know, they're pulling up in a pickup truck to, uh, you know, California. Yes. And uh, we can go ahead and play the scene real quick. Give me uh, give me one sec here. Here we go. I'm ignoring you now. If you kids don't shut up, I'm going to turn this car around. We're going to go right back home. What the freak, Dad? Speaking of freaks, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Look at that idiot. Great school, Rebecca. You need a lobotomy to get in here? Shut up. Don't say shut up. Coming through. Oh, my God. We're never going to get through here. Zach, come on. Zach, do your share. I'm not a bellboy. Hey, pick up the trunk. Walker, don't you yell at him in public. It's all right here. Your father's a little out of his element. Can we please just go to my room? I'll take the trunk. Connie! Look, you take this or you're not going to Disneyland. What? Wait a minute, will you? Wait a minute! The chaos of going to college, the embarrassed little girl. Um, you know, they go up to her room. She meets her roommate. Ah. What was that, Anthony? I said, yes, this, this movie was very forward-thinking. It really was. <laughs> uh, there's even a naked dude walking down the hallway. Um, and Cindy Pickett, who plays the uh, the mother in this movie, gives a little smile. She's a horny little chick in this movie, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. And once again, mm -hmm. continuity. We'll, we'll go back to that later. We'll get to that later, but yeah. Yeah, yeah this is definitely... Uh, one of the, uh, she's definitely a horny, horny mother in this movie. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm convinced if you grew up in any part of the Bible Belt, you're repressed, horny little. You're Are repressed. You saying they're repressed, horny little sluts. Yeah, you can say. Yes. It, you know, this, this, this. Yes. The, the, not, yes, uh, yes. If you live in the Bible Oh, you need some reparation, Dick. I'm you just got, saying. You got someone around you that might uh, offend to that word or what? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Go ahead and say they're dirty little sluts. No, I would go Sopranos and go. Yeah, they're Hewis. dirty little whoas. Yeah. Yes. I'm not, and once again, hey, it's still veg, it's still vagina, so I'm not hating. Yeah, I'm most just saying. Them, really are these little sheltered kind of country girls they yes. they are little hoas i mean i'm here in fucking texas trust me i know um <laughs> dick spots and racism <laughs> bang <laughs> fucking weed dick spots and racism th <laughs> fucking t motherfuckers yeah yes. bitches 
<laughs> Pray the gay away. Um, this this is finally where we get to meet Polly Shore in the movie. Um, the dad walks into the uh, the room and meets Polly. Fuck it, we'll go ahead and play this scene too because now I need a break. Laughing here. Hold on. God damn it. Here. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Hello? Hey! Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I, I need a, uh, a screwdriver. I'm sorry. I'm all out of vodka. No, 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 no. I, I, I need to borrow a real screwdriver uh, to, to open my, uh, uh, my uh, daughter's uh, trunk. Here oh, right you have a daughter. <laughs> Is she hot? What? Don't worry. I'll keep a special eye on her for you. My name's Carl. Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> and I'm the resident advisor. Oh, shit. What? Hey, wait, oh, come back. <laughs> Don't leave me hanging. <laughs> so, obviously, uh, the dad is like, fuck that. This bitch, she ain't going to this fucking school. Um, and we do see Polly Shore is the classic Polly Shore character. Um, we also meet the roommate in this movie. Um... Jesus Christ, who is she played by? I don't know, to be honest with you. I'm not even sure she has a fucking credit in this movie. But the roommate in this movie turns out to be a lesbian, which is another thing, obviously, they've never seen. Both the parents are sitting there like, holy shit. The brother is like this. Dad, do you have your camera handy? Yeah, Dad, do you have your camera handy? The brother's... The the brother is as horny as all the other people in this movie. The sister, the, the mother. They're just all a bunch of fucking horn dogs in this movie, basically. Now, I'm, I'm curious. This movie's mm-hmm. rated PG-13. Do you think a scene like this would uh, fly today in a PG-13 flick? It probably would. I would think it would. I would hope a movie like this would. Um, but, you know... I'm just saying, you don't think it would get any type of backlash, stereotype, you know, stereotyping uh, lesbians, the gay community, uh, that type of thing? I wouldn't think so. I don't think so. Um, it would be, a, yeah, this movie wouldn't get any shit today. This could be a, a movie brought out right now, and no, this wouldn't have any fucking problems. I don't think so. I really don't. I really don't. But, um... You know, we then we go on, and of course we're at the scene where uh, Polly Shore does notice Rebecca a little bit and goes over to uh, pop her lock, and uh, we'll play a little bit of this one too. Here we go. Carnivore, and I smell freshman meat. Uh. (laughs) 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 
Undiscovered country. Moving in for the close-up. Show me love. And cut. You have got charisma. What is that? It's a special quality of leadership that captures the popular imagination and inspires allegiance and devotion. I mean the thing in your hand. It's a tool. It's for your trunk. Oh, <laughs> thanks. My name is Crawl, and I'm the RA. And you're, uh... Whoa, wait, um... don't tell me. Sally. Jesse. Raphael. Rebecca. Uh, oh, Becca. <laughs> I like it. So where are you from? Uh, South Dakota. Fresh off the farm. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Right across the hallway. Hallelujah. So, yeah, you see he's meeting the 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 country girl again. You know, the long brunette hair tied back. The uh, just a very straightforward, good country girl. Yes. But um, she's seeing yeah. that uh, it's a little different where she's at. She's a little, little taken back. She's a lot taken back, a little overwhelmed by what she's seeing. Um, I would say very overwhelmed. But um, And honestly, I think it was like a classic situation of opposites yeah. attracting. Because you figure like Paulie Shore's character... He's out in L.A. He's out in California. He's used to, like, fast mm-hmm. and easy type chicks. And obviously she doesn't really fit that category. So right off the bat, you can tell just the way he looks at her early on. I'm going to have to put in some work it's, with this one. Sometimes it's the mind. chase. The chase that really uh, turns a guy on. But, uh, you know, she calls her boyfriend at one point in the movie to uh, kind of bring her back home and telling them, you know, everything's great, but, um, it's really not. But, uh, you know, Pauly Shore again, just is the, he kind of plays her savior in this movie. You know, he sees her over there sitting, having lunch by herself or, and studying. And, uh, then we go to the first party. The Halloween Bash. And this is sort of where, you know, Polly Shore is dressed up like uh, some sort of fruit lady. And, and uh, this is where he sees Brendan Fraser, by the way, who takes a, a frog off of his little hat, lights it up and eats it. And he just kind of has a weird reaction to like, that couldn't have been. But it was really cool, and you know what? This was sort of a 90s thing to do is have these these tie-ins. You know what I mean? It was it was kind of a yeah. 90s thing to do to uh, tie another movie strangely into another movie. Yeah, but for some reason, this it kind of worked. Well. It, I mean, it, it, made, it made sense. Encino, California, Son-in-Law, this was presumably somewhere in L.A., I would say Cal U, let's just say, mm-hmm. for the sake of argument. So they would have been, tech, the characters would have been in the same vicinity. So this actually yeah, made exactly. sense. Um, 
Becca's walking through the halls trying to get her laundry and shit done. And this huge party is going on, and she's starting to feel a little down. She goes into her room. The party is in her room. She has no privacy. But uh, Polly Shore pulls her out and uh, decides to have a little talk with Becca. And I guess we can play the talk. It'll sort of... uh, It sort of not only gives a little bit of life to her character, but sort of gives a little backstory to to who Polly Shore is in this movie. So let's go ahead and roll this. Great costume! to the actual scene where they're talking. Here we go. This is where he kicks everyone out of his room and talks to Becca. Hey, hey, hey. Everybody out. The party is over. Yeah, we were just having fun, you know. I... See you tomorrow, huh? Flip our wings, why don't you? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Goldilocks naked, two doors down. Bye. Let me guess. Miss your mom, dad, boyfriend, dog... Basically everything you can think of back at home, right? <laughs> How do you know that? Yeah. Look at this. <laughs> That's you? No. Freshman year. <laughs> oh my god, you were such a nerd. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. No, that's Fred. What happened? Yeah. Damn, okay, you know story. what, Anthony? <laughs> He just said, that's Fred. Ah, I never caught that until this moment. He just said the name, that's Fred. Ah, So he did mention the name once in this movie. So uh, wherever you saw that is 100% correct. So let's keep playing this scene. Becca. I tossed the spectacles, grew the dew, gussled some brew. This is college, man. Look at that. This is supposed to be the best years of our lives. How many years have you been here? Six. But hey, it's cool. I've majored in almost everything. <laughs> Look, hey, I, I mean, I don't know what I want to be yet, but right now I'm having fun. Crawl, I really appreciate what you're doing. But I just, I don't fit in here. How do you know? You're not even here, man. You're still back there. Why'd you come here in the first place, Beck? To try something new, right? Yeah. Well, how can you try anything new if you haven't even left campus yet? Busted. No, you're right. <laughs> you gotta mingle with the people. Come on, Beck. What have you got to lose? So, thing is, this Basically, he's telling her, loosen the fuck up, get with California, change a little bit, and you might have a little more fun. Loosen the fuck up, bitch, is really what he's saying. Um, Anthony, Smark is saying you're a little bit behind. So what we're going to do 
is take a really quick little break, restart Skype, and uh, I'll call you back in just a second, and we will be back on in just a second. All right? We'll see y'all in just a minute. All right, we are back. Hopefully that fixes the little problem we were having there. And uh, we're back. Remember we were doing Son-in-Law. Um, and yeah, everyone is saying that uh, Discord is a much better program. I think we may be switching to Discord very, very soon. Matter of fact, me and Shaheen were talking about it Wednesday night. So hopefully we'll switch out to that. We can... Uh, solve these stupid problems but um we were just getting into rebecca's little uh little change little uh the fact that she's doesn't want to be this country girl anymore Polly shore just talked her into be be kind of becoming california and adapting she's definitely doing that quickly. She starts, uh, they start off by shopping. Then she sees, uh, gets a haircut. Um, I can play a little bit of this. Here we go. Let's see what we got here. Hold on. Here we go. Go. Tattoos. Ah, actually, I'm where they get tattoos. This is actually the scene with Flea that I'm in right here. She goes shopping, gets new clothes, and then they end up at a tattoo shop. And this is the scene that I have right here. This is the scene with Flea that me and Anthony were talking about, obviously, before the break. Here we go. Ow! Oh! Does it hurt? It's better than a kick in the face with a golf shoe. So, Crawl, what do you think? It's permanent. Cool, I'm mingling. It's up to you. Okay. So what I want is something feminine. He's standing right next to me. Hmm. You see that? Huh? You see what happens? The ink soaks in the system and the guy's freaked out. Look at him. What are you, you freak? It's a good point. So? You pick it, I stick it. Now she gets a tattoo of a butterfly. They show this tattoo. Now, she had this tattoo before the movie. The reason for this scene is because she was going to be wearing shorts most of the movie. And the tattoo was going to be prominent. So they kind of wanted to work the tattoo into the scene in order to explain the tattoo on her leg. But this is a real tattoo. Makes sense because I guess they didn't want to. Because basically, if you had a solo tattoo without any kind of explanation, you would think, hmm, she's not that mm-hmm. innocent. So that was actually smart booking, ah, so to speak. Smart booking. Very good, Anthony. But yeah, yeah, they definitely did. Um, you know, we go to the next scene and. You see, they're very friendly. And again, uh, Rebecca's got her hair cut. She's very California. She has short, blondish, reddish hair. Um, But then there's a scene where Polly Shore is on the beach looking at a girl who, I will admit, the ass he's looking at is amazing. Um, 
I mean, really, what an ass. For, especially for 1993. You know, it wasn't all about the ass back then, Anthony. Yeah. Yes. I will say the ass became more prominent with a juvenile. Ah. <laughs> and back there in that ass go. up. Once that became a thing, asses became all ah, the rage. Very good. Um, you know, but uh, then we come to Thanksgiving. Um, and that's, you know, obviously we, we had the Halloween bash. So we're into Thanksgiving now. And everybody's getting ready to go home from college. And she's getting ready to go home. And Travis, her boyfriend, calls. And I want to play this call because you can see the difference in her uh, demeanor. And that she's already kind of losing interest in Travis. So let me go ahead and play this. Here you go. We got her. Hey. Hi, who is this? It's Travis, your boyfriend. Bye. Hi. Sorry. What is it with those people? <laughs> oh, everyone's just getting ready to go home. Bye-bye. Um, so I guess I'll see you tomorrow, though, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm coming to the airport with your family. Can't wait to see you. You got a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> but you're going to have to wait till tomorrow. I will. I will. Hey, hey Becca! Uh, Steven Tyler PJs! Rebecca. Steven Tyler Rebecca. PJs! Rebecca. Rebecca. That's great. Rebecca. Rebecca, are you listening? Yeah, I am. I'm so great. It's just, it's just really hard to talk right now. Um, but okay, so I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, hey. I love you. Yeah, me too. Bye. There you go. You can see there she's sort of losing interest in Travis a little bit. Um, this is where she walks in and sees Polly Shore crawl. And uh, he tells her he's alone for the holidays. And I guess we can play that scene, of course. Right, Anthony? There we go. Sure. Eve? <laughs> and I... I thought you were leaving for Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> no, fell through. I'm going to stay here in Munch Solo, though. By yourself? It's cool, because, look, Hungry Man, they came out with the new Pilgrim Platter. I'm all over it. Creates the mean love. How do you please a Hungry Man? Sing it, Rebecca! Yeah, real quick, we, we mentioned Hungry Man in this movie. Um, one of the actors in this movie is uh, Mason Ryan. Oh, I'm sorry, Mason Adams. Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Mason Ryan was a, was a wrestler. Mason Adams, um, who was in a lot of movies, but he was a, an old man by the time he was in this movie. Um but has a lot of things to his credit. Uh, the movie FX. Um, I mean, his credits go back to, let's see here, 1947. Oh, 1947 Jesus. was his first acting credit. And they just go all the way to, let's see, his last acting credit is in 2003 as in, in, in Oz... Uh, and he was, uh, two, two years after that, he died. 2005 is when we, uh, when, when he died. But, um, the reason I mention him is because he is the grandfather in this movie. And he also was the voice of the Hungry Man commercials at this time. Wow. So that's kind of why the, uh. The, the fact that Hungry Man is brought up is uh, kind of a tie-in. 
Mason Adams was yeah. the hungry voice man at the or hungry hungry man voice at the time. So here you go, a little more of that scene. Okay, well take care. No, no, I'll see you before I leave. Okay, bye. Hungry man satisfies your appetite with fifty percent more meat. For hearty appetites and your enjoyment, we offer a hungry. What? You, hey, I have a better idea. Uh, so she decides instead to take him back to South Dakota with her. And he is super excited. He has never been to a country town before. But um, not only that, but Rebecca finally sees her family for the first time. And they see her her clothes her haircut, her makeup, and they're just like, wow, this is a little weird. Uh, she's calling them her parents by her, their first name. It's just a really weird situation for both her and her parents, I would figure. Yeah, but I, yeah. I mean, obviously this is only a movie, but I would say like, to put a little real life perspective on it, anytime somebody goes away to college and get out of their comfort zone, when they come back home, you're going to see differences. You're going to yeah, see a change. Definitely. Maybe not this extreme, but you're going to see oh, a change. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. Um, she goes back to the farm, the barn, whatever. Uh, Travis takes her in, and um, you know the also. Pauly Shore finds out he's going to be sleeping in the little brother's room. Uh, the parents are completely not liking Pauly Shore, by the way, in this movie. Uh, but he's doing everything he can to fit in. He's making the little brother sandwiches when he goes up to the room. Now, the little brother is sort of a computer geek, video game nerd. Not really what a, a, a tough farmer father considers, you know, what he wants. But um, that's kind of who who the kid is. And uh, Polly Shore is doing everything he can to kind of fit in with his family. And eh, not really working out. But Travis is out there trying to talk to Rebecca, finding out who... Who Crawl is. She says he's just a friend. And he decides. Travis starts proposing to her. And she acts like she's having an anxiety attack. Which she basically is. Um, and. Um, she goes in. And this is the part where. The brother. And Crawl sort of unite a little bit um i'll play a little bit of this just so we can sort of understand what i'm talking about here you go error error damn it error. 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 brother's error. trying to hack into something on the computer and Polly shore decides to help him out and of course the brother's like yeah like this guy's gonna know what to do on a computer so that's the scene we're at right now and i'm gonna play it for you you show me Arrow. a shortcut? Yeah, Arrow. me show you a shortcut. Can I? I have to touch Arrow. your computer though. Be my Arrow. guest. 
PC got harshed, right? Because your system heap sent the wrong parameter. So I toasted the data directory, tweaked the PRAM, and reglazed your subroutine. How'd someone like you get into computers? Grew up at Caesar's Palace, right? In Vegas, you know, gambling, cones, the whole package, right? Didn't have any friends. So I just pounded away on the old keyboard for a couple years, solo mission. So you're just an old hacker like me, but... Disguised as an idiot. <laughs> yeah, basically. All right, so, Anthony, right here we yep. not only get the fact that he's good with computers and smarter than he lets on, but he bonds with the little brother a little bit, and we find out a little bit more about the the early young crawl and or Fred and the fact that he grew up in Vegas with a showgirl for a mother. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's almost, it's almost, it was a weird, when he said he was like uh, the uh, son of a showgirl who grew up in Vegas, it, it was almost like a uh, a weird wrestling tie-in for me because it's almost like Paulie Shore was trying to kayfabe his uh, mm. real life a little bit yeah. there. Almost. If you really kind of, you know, it's like it's almost like he was shooting, but he was trying to kayfabe his real life. A little life. bit, a little bit. A little bit, but um, you know, and Rebecca comes in there freaking out because Travis tried to uh, propose to her, and she obviously does not want to marry him. Um, and you know, they're in there like a little bit, and he's he's kind of you know just talking to her, nothing big. You know, but uh, she is definitely freaking out at this moment in the movie because she does not want to marry this guy. Um, is that like a role reversal thing? Because normally you figure it would be the country chick that's like in a rush to get married and the guy's like, nah. Yeah, you'd figure nah. it is a little bit of a fucking role reversal, but in a true role reversal, uh, speaking of that, Rebecca takes crawl out to uh go shopping to get some country wear whereas earlier rebecca uh crawl took rebecca out to get the california wear um but while they're out this is where we meet Tif tiffany amber Thiessen, tracy in this movie and uh again smoking hot in this movie uh, she is in her prime, Tiffany Tiffany Amber Thiessen. But, um, you know, she sees Crawl and this and that and just kind of asking questions. But, um, you know, real, real quick, there was one scene from this I will play, and I guess that's right where... Uh, here, hold on one sec. Let me see where I'm at here. Actually, after that, uh, after Crawl gets his gear his country gear they they're going to like um i guess this would be the country club yeah like a like a like i guess like a uh, big welcome mm -hmm. home type dinner yeah 
yeah, this Perfect. this is probably the country club, and uh, he walks in, and I'll 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 play some of this. What the fuck? Here, hold on a second. Here we go. <laughs> uh, just to visualize before I do this, he is in spandex shorts, a gem-studded vest. He has on a yeah. big, big silver belt buckle. He's in country gear with spandex shorts on, basically. And yes. uh, stereotypical gay cowboy. There you go. <laughs> he looks like he should be in a YMCA video. No, it looks like he should be in a sequel to Bareback Mountain. Uh, Bro- 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 Mountain. There you go. But we'll go ahead. Well, bear back probably, probably works in that case Probably, too, right? I believe it. Uh, it could be a double meaning there. Um, yes. <laughs> all right, here. And a little more fun fact, real quick. I think uh, <laughs> Brokeback Mountain is what led to Heath Ledger saying, "I can't live no more." <laughs> I think that that had wow. to kill him. I'm not sure where to go from there. Let's just play this scene. And, uh, forget Anthony even said that. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Hello, my name is Carl. Hello. Real people, down home cooking people. Hey, cool go tea, buddy. What's up, Carl? Look at him. <laughs> How you doing there, sir? Uh-huh. Listen, you guys, I was feeling really like out of place. But hey, check it. Now I fit in. That's great. <laughs> There you go. So he's thinking he fits in and this and that, and uh, obviously not fitting in too well. But you know the brother likes him, obviously because of the computer skills, and everyone's sort of just weirded out by him at the club. But um, this is where the dad starts sort of talking to him. And this is also where Travis decides to propose again. And this is where she decides to have Polly Shore step in. And this is where the movie takes another turn. And here we go. Let's roll with the scene. As you all know, Rebecca Warner and I have been courting for almost five years now. He's doing it right now. And since I think of you all as family, I thought it was important that we include you on this very special occasion. Honey. Rebecca, will you marry me? Oh. 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 Ow! 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 Wait, I just just wanted to... Everyone in her family is happy. Travis is the, he's, you know, known as the good guy. Uh, the the one that the parent, again, I mentioned the Eddie Haskell thing. He is that one. The one where the parents think he's great, but everyone else knows he's a piece of shit. Now, I gotta mm-hmm. add something mm-hmm. real quick here, Bob. Obviously... A big uh, plot of the movie is him desperately trying to marry right. uh, Rebecca. And Rebecca seems to come from a modest family, not a rich family, but mm-hmm. they can pay the bills mm-hmm. off the farming thing. 
if you had to guess, what would be his motivation for wanting to marry her so badly? Ooh, that's a good one. Cause, cause I never, I mean, I've seen this mm-hmm. movie a lot over the years, but I never really got his like, and like, I could understand if she came from like a rich family, or she, you know, the fucking grand, the grandfather was on the on his deathbed, and she was gonna inherit a bunch of money. But they never really explain why he was so gung ho about marrying. They really don't explain that, and they don't explain why he was willing to do what he did, which we'll get to. They don't. You know what? I don't know what his motivation would have been. Yeah, that that was the only thing. Like I said, in rewatching it today, I was like, they never really explained why he was so gung ho about what no, they did. That's a really good point to bring up because I can't even give you an explanation, like even guess an explanation. Uh, not only is it not brought up, but it's not even like thought about in this movie where his motivation to marry her would be. I mean, I guess if you had a backtrack you could just say that you know they were high school high school lovers and maybe he just had this you know oh i'm supposed to marry my high school you know lover you know my high school sweetheart you know in this country town so but otherwise it's not really talked about yeah, I mean, like I said, it's one I enjoyed the movie, but it was just that 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 was like one of those thing continuity things that I wish they had done a better job of explaining. Like maybe she was about to come into some money, you know, as a blackmail thing, something. Ah, we're back to the blackmails. There's no blackmails in this movie, Anthony. I'm sorry. There is not <laughs> one blackmail in this movie. All right. Come to think of, there's no black person. No, and you know, I was gonna um, recommend that we do Urban Cowboy next week, but there's not one black guy in that movie, and if we do that twice in a week... Mm. You know what? You know what, fuck you, Box? Just for that, I want to make us do Goodfellas again next week. You know why? Because Sam Jackson was in that motherfucker. <laughs> and guess what? He made it to almost the end of the fucking movie. Bitch. <laughs> God... Damn it! There's really not one boy, one not 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 one black person in this movie or an urban cowboy. Um, so uh, who made who made who made uh, this one? Uh, Steve Rash. Fuck yeah. Steve Rash. It was always a black person in the Martin Scorsese yeah. flick. They got some inbox, but you know what? That's Martin fucking Scorsese. So There's I'll give not him even a, pass. a fucking token cowboy in this fuck uh, in this movie. I mean, a token black cowboy, not one. Not even one that I remember. Smart, you got it right. This is probably Trump's <laughs> favorite movie. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> oh, shit. He's probably watching this in between tweets. He's probably watching it right now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Um, let's... I don't know if... Do you think Trump was an executive producer? Oh, Jesus Christ. He was probably a protester of the fucking movie. Um, let's... The bad thing is I like the guy, but... Trump? I, I Look, I don't like the guy as a president. I, I like the guy as a character. Can we just uh. leave it at that? I like Trump as a character. 
that's that's probably as uh, political we need to get as we need to get tonight. Yeah, as we've saying in the chat, you're right. This is son-in-law, not exactly. get out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trump donate. I gotta. I might have to mute Smart for a minute. <laughs> He's donating to the son-in-law too. Go fund me. <laughs> Well, he is from Tennessee. <laughs> um, oh, Jesus, God. where's that Dukes of Hazard horn? Um, apparently, apparently, yes. I could tell. Smart might be about uh, 12 shots uh, in right about now. I don't know. He said it was a little too late for him to get any more liquor. Uh, sometimes a sober Smart is scarier than a drunk Smart. I'll say that. Um, but, yeah, we're uh, back to the part where Rebecca asks... Uh, Polly Shore crawl to do something when Travis is proposing to her, and this is what he does. Say something. <laughs> I just wanted to say, um, that Travis is too late. Whoa, this is getting good. <gasps> yeah, um, because a couple weeks ago at school, I already asked Beck to marry me. Oh, no. <laughs> and she said yes. Oh, my God. Here, I almost forgot. Sweetie, here's your little ringy. Look at she's nervous. <laughs> oh, hey, dude, don't worry. She never cheated on you. Travis? There you go. He decides to tell everyone that he already asked her to marry her. So this is where we... This is basically the son-in-law part of the movie. He's about to become the son-in-law. Um, she runs downstairs, tries to talk to Travis, um, doesn't go very well. Travis actually ends up punching Pauly Shore in the face. Um, why did I, you do that? Maybe I should, all right, here we go. It. I'll play it. And if you're pissed, if you want to talk about it, it's... Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> Get up. <laughs> oh my God, well, I can't go. believe Bolly Shore gets punched in the face <laughs> and plays it to what you would think Polly Shore would 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 play it to. Pretty much. Yes. But uh, they're heading back. And um, the parents don't know what to think. They're like, holy shit, we thought she was going to marry this great guy. And she ends up marrying Polly Shore. Uh, or Crawl, uh, the crazy Polly Shore character. They're, they don't know what to do about it. They're talking. Finally, they end up in a closet. And this... This is the decision they end up to. Here we go. Let's 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 play this. What can we do? Well, uh, we can ground her. What? Well, we're still our parents. Can't we do that? She's rebelling, Walter. If we forbid it, she'll run off with him, and we'll never see her again. Let's just calm down and deal with this like adults. Right, right. You distract him. I'm going to hit him over the head with a shovel. <laughs> So that's their plan. Kill him. 
But, uh, you know, he, he goes in here. And this is where Theo starts getting a little more of a part. Dennis Berkeley. Um, Other guy we lost. No, man. It's. They're all gone. But again, this was 1993. And this movie's pretty fucking old, man. But uh, Theo's the big, tough farm worker. Um, And then, of course, he sees the grandfather. Now, one of the things he's begging the grandfather, which again, Mason Adams, to do is whittle wood. Um, the part I did forget to play is where he starts calling the grandfather Bartles or James, one of the wine cooler guys. Those those of you who are too young to remember, there was a wine cooler back in the day Bartles called Bartles and James. Anthony, I'm echoing. And... Uh, what happened was uh, they had commercials where these two guys were just sitting in a a swing, these two old guys, and it was uh, for a wine cooler commercial. They were good commercials back in the day. They were. But uh, Pauly Shore, again, just kind of trying to get along with the family, see what's going on. And um, he, one of the, Stories they tell is where uh, Polly Shore, the dad asks, how are you going to take care of my daughter? What are you going to do? What are your, what are plans? your plans? Which is a question. And he says, I'm going to be a farmer. <laughs> and we go through all the scenes where he is, you know, but basically he says to the dad, what do you do? And the dad says, oh, I farm. And Polly Shore goes through Talks about how he can do it, and obviously Theo puts him through hell the first day. Um, I mean, from the pigs chasing him and attacking him to the the cow pissing on his head. Literally, that's the kind of day yeah. he's having. But um, suddenly he comes in, and it's it's dinner time or lunch time, and he comes in. And uh, let's go ahead and play this scene, because this tells a little bit more. And here we go. Old Theo told me the cow pissed on his head. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mmm, smells like down-home cooking. You okay? Hey, 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 I'm okay. First day, first day. This barnyard stuff, it's not as easy as I thought, though. <laughs> I gotta hand it to you, Mr. Warren. You farm guys got it going on. Yeah, well, I guess your farming days are about over, huh? Nope. Just haven't found my groove yet. Groove? You destroyed my fence. I lost half my chickens. You messed up my tractor. Listen, I figured your groove cost me about close to $1,000 this morning. Sir, I plan on paying you back for the damages. How are you going to do that? You don't even have a job. Well, yes, I do. I'm a farmer. Don't be calling yourself a farmer. And I could tell you something else. I mean, I'm sorry, but you, you just stink to high heaven. Walter. Well, I've lost my appetite. Stop it. I don't believe I was talking to you, young lady. Just leave him alone, Walter. Don't call me Walter. Walter. I'm your father. I should be treated with a little respect around well, here. Then how about treating me with some respect? Out of control. Well, look what you do when you make your own decisions. 
You throw it all away. Walter, hush. How would you know what I did? Well, that tattoo gives me a pretty good idea. Come on, Dad. It's just a butterfly. Out of control. It's not like she killed anyone. You just stay out of this. Oh, and I can't have an opinion? The day you make a contribution around here is the day you can have an opinion. Walter. I contribute. These children are out of control. These children are not out of control, and they are my children, and you just... Stay out of this. All right. Let's just all settle down. I'm not going to settle down. Walter, I want you to stop this right now. I should have stopped it a long time ago, but I listened to you. Oh, and I didn't have a say in this? We made that decision together. No, we don't make anything together. And that's my fault? Now, everybody, excuse me. Hey, 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 please, please, please. Calm down. Your people are being so mean. Look at you. Listen, Beck always told me about what a great family she had. And then I get here and I meet you guys, and she's right. You guys are great. You're like the Waltons. And then I come in. And I wrecked your whole harmonious vibe. Look, it's obvious what the problem is. So I'm just going to go. All right, so there you go. The little luncheon. um, And they don't let him go. He sort of waits around until they kind of beg him to stay. Um, Polly Shore does, but they do ask him to stay. Um, but still, yes. Becca's not happy. She still leaves, kind of storms off a little bit. Um, now, around this part, obviously mm-hmm. it's a comedy. This is a comedy, but would you say about, for the last about, 30 to 45 minutes, it gets kind of dark for a little while there because, you know, you go into the loveless marriage and you go into the date rate game. You know, you go into a lot of different aspects that aren't exactly uh, ha-ha type Yeah, moments. a little bit. I mean, you get into the fact that the parents are a little too traditional. Um, it does... It's like they only, it's only like they only, it seems like they only fucked one time. They fucked long enough to have two kids, and then it was like eh, the fucking well, I mean, just stopped. It shows a little bit later in the movie, and we'll, we'll we'll get to it. But I mean, they they have separate beds, you know. Yeah, and you don't get you don't get more fucking nineteen fifties thinking exactly. than that. <laughs> um, not only do do they get into the little argument, but this is where the brother again starts bonding with uh Polly Shore. They're out there milking a cow and again the cow pissed on uh Polly Shore's head before. But um I'll play a little bit of this scene too. What the hell? This is uh this is where the brother and Polly sort of bond a little bit. Watch out for <laughs> that button right there. Buddy, it is dangerous. Don't worry. I've done this before. Come on, try it. Try it. Look, I can't. I, I'm, I'm bashful. It's kind of like feeling a cone for the first time. It's not like a real tit. <laughs> I've had my hands on some pretty freaky cones back in L.A., man. Have you had your hands on my sisters? Don't talk about your sister like that, man. It's not Sorry. Okay. Whoa! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> You're pretty good at this, Zach. Great. My life's ambitious. Can uh, let me try it. What's this okay. like their special technique, man? Yeah. Start at the top uh-huh. and squeeze it, and then go down all the way. Wow, you're right. It's not like a real tit. Ooh. There you go. He kind of uh, 
bonds with the brother and sort of finds his groove in the farming industry. Um, you know, he's he's got he's feeding the cows, he's feeding the pigs, he's uh doing shit with rollerblades. <laughs> but uh, he's getting it done. He's getting it done. And the the family's a little upset that he's getting it done, but they're they're happy in ways. Um but uh after that we sort of go to the part where um you know, he's shoveling shit, doing everything. He's kind of proud of himself for doing all the work he's doing. And then he gets in the combine and uh, kind of goes in, tears up the farm on the combine a little bit, spells, spells his, his name, name out. out. And, uh, yeah. Hey, well, I'll yeah. ask you something, Box, real quick. While he was in, uh, you mm-hmm. call it a combine, right? Did you catch that slightly psychotic look he got on his face at one point? The bug eyes and... Well, I mean, you're in a combine. It's a big fucking heavy machinery. Have you no, driven, driven one before? before? No. I've driven a lot of shit, but not a combine. Not a combine. Um, Polly Shore then goes in. This is where we go to another party. He's finally about ready to take a shower. He goes into the bathroom and he sees what he thinks is Rebecca, but it's her mom. And s- sort of starts telling her mom that she's hot, but needs to use it a little more. Uh, let's go ahead. We can play this scene too. What the hell? Sweetie! Oh my God. I'm sorry, hey. God, I thought you were Becca. Well, I'm not, so if you don't mind. Oh, I don't want to be rude or anything, but Miss Warner, you're giving me a semi. Well, thank you very much, but uh, I really Wait, can I ask you a question? I suppose. Why don't you um put a little makeup on? I mean, look, you're, you're a beautiful lady. I mean, look at this. Enhance your outer beauty with your inner beauty. What for? You act like you're 60 or something. Where I come from, nugs stay active till they're senile, man. You are right, Mom. Look at you. You're like a peach on a windowsill. Look at that. Look at the package. You are nasty. Nasty? Uh-uh. Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Oh, don't be ridiculous, Paul. I don't believe you. Look at this. No, no, absolutely. Ooh, come on, look at you. You're getting I excited. I, I can see it. It's ridiculous. You're getting excited. You thank like you, Thank you very much. Look. You got a decent base going. You got a lot to work. Go away, Crow. Just give me five minutes. And if you don't like my work, we'll go back to same old Connie. Come on, please. So there you go. He talks the mother into uh, basically the same thing he talked the daughter into. Getting a little more edgy, a little more California, a little more, a little more weasel. My main takeaway was him telling his potentially future uh, mother-in-law that uh, she gave him a Basically, semi. he told his mother-in-law that he's getting a boner. Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, and like, it, it was funny to me. Not so much what he said, but the way he just said it so casually. And she just kind of like, eh, thank you. Yeah, she was, <laughs> was kind of turned on by it. But... Um, 
<laughs> if this if this movie had a different rating, this scene probably would have went in probably a whole a different, direction. different direction. Um, but you know, her and her, uh, Rebecca and her dad talk a little bit here, and Polly Shore is up there working on the mother. Uh, they go to this sort of uh, what would you? We're kind of working, well, boss. Yeah. <laughs> they go to this country <laughs> dance. And, you know, they're doing the country dance, the line dancing and this and that. And um, this is where the the mother walks in and she's all dressed up and kind of looking a little hot, got makeup on, this and that. And uh, we'll play a little bit of that, too. Here you go. The dad is uh, definitely turned on and we'll get that here. What you do? Do you like it? Oh, well, it, it's a little, uh... Excuse I, me. Would you like to dance? Hell no. Get out of here. <laughs> You're a hottie. Bye. <laughs> you don't like it, do you? Uh, no, I think I do. I, uh... Well, I... I think I like it a lot. <laughs> Dad is horned up. Finally, the dad is turned on yeah. every other side. Literally, the women are having to kind of turn their husbands away here as the uh, mother and father are dancing. But you know, it's a good thing they're uh, they're they're really horny for each other. But uh, this is where Travis comes up to polly shore the crawl character and says look uh, don't worry about it everything's cool i want to throw you a bachelor party um obviously he's scheming a little bit here um but this is also where we get uh they start doing a uh what do they call the square dance square yes. dance i forgot to i did can't believe i forgot that and Polly Shore jumps up on stage after the other guy jumps off. And, yes, I want to play this scene because it's fucking hilarious. Listen to what he says. Here we go. Let's listen to Polly Shore calling a square dance. Yes. Grab a nut whose cones are busty, Weezer gig and make it crusty. <laughs> Grab your dude, don't use roughness, moving close and groove his buffness. Buff the wood, buff the wood, come on, buff the wood. Buff, 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 buff the wood. What? Dude, get off, they're enjoying themselves. Come on. I don't care if it's like circular dancing, bro. Come on. Look, they're having a blast. Are you guys having fun? Yeah! Come on. Horse. Dude, I'll go off. Come on, buddy. He wants to dance some more! Yeah! What the fuck? Cool, thanks. If your gal's finger licking, come on now and do the funky chicken! Chill, 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 chill,
he gets the crowd going here. A little more than a square dance. He kind of brings them in a little bit. Does the old weasel thing. And, uh, you know, the crowd's loving it, having a great fucking time. Um, let's not forget, though, Travis, this whole time, is kind of scheming, making a plan for not only a bachelor party, but uh, he has a little plan involved in his bachelor party, which we'll most definitely get to in a few minutes here. Um, but, uh, before that, we get into, uh, a scene where, uh, Polly Shore goes fishing with, uh, the dad and the grandpa, and they sort of tell you here that the dad's relationship with the grandfather isn't very good, too. Um, what were you going to say, Anthony? No, I was saying like uh, we should we should preface this by saying the reason Paulie Shore's character is going fishing with them, he's basically right. replacing the son. So he wanted the son to go with him, but the son basically mm-hmm. kind of blew it off. So Paulie kind of weasel, <laughs> no pun intended, but he weaseled his way in. Uh, and then like you get kind of like a better understanding of why the father is the mm-hmm. way he is with his son, because his father was kind of like that with him, right. Right, right, right. And you know what? We can go ahead and play a little bit of that since you just uh, sort of lined it up there. So uh, give me one second. Here we go. Over the head! Now, that's the way to do it. I never could understand that sidearm business of yours. Yeah, well, that's the way I like to do it. Yeah. Well, it don't make it right. Yeah, well, whatever. You get some kind of pleasure out of not listening to me. Oh, look, Dad, I just don't want to have this conversation anymore, okay? I got a particular way I like to do things, and that's it. Just give me a little room. A little room, huh? Room you want? You've got it. I tell you, it never fails. Every time. Every single time. Turns on me like a viper in the grass. He is one ungrateful son of a bitch, and I'm going to tell it to him. You know, I kind of feel sorry for you, Mr. Warner. What? Well, your dad, you know, I've been noticing the way he's always treating you. Oh, he's been like that as long as I can remember the son of a bitch. Kind of like the way you get down on Zach for the way he does things too, huh? I'm sorry. You talking about the way he plays with those stupid computer games all day? Those aren't just games to him. That's what he's into. He's not asking you to do it, is he? He just wants some room, too. Yeah, well, uh, uh, who asked you? So there you go. Not only does uh, Polly Shore sort of understand the way he's feeling with his dad, but he notices the way the, the brother be, is treated by the father. It's obviously hits home for him a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, now, right after that little scene, the grandfather has sort of a a spell. Not a heart attack, but a little spell. Um, and 
not much happens, but Pauly Shore tries to give him CPR and he doesn't need it. But Pauly Shore sees a little bit of light in the fact that the lie that him and uh, Rebecca are telling. But the father also seems to start liking Pauly Shore a little more here. And then the one more scene. I'm, I'll go ahead and play this scene here, too. Here we go. Head back there. Look, it's no problem. What did you do out there? We need to talk. So what happened out there today? Crawl? Crawl? Will you just talk to me? I don't want to lie to him anymore. Oh, Crawl, you're not doing this to me now. I told you we're going to get back to school, and I'll call, and I'll tell him we broke up. Yeah, but your dad took me fishing, all right? We bonded, finally. I like your family, Rebecca. I like them a whole bunch. And that's why I don't want to ruin it. We just have two more days. Look, I don't care, Rebecca. Either you tell him, or I'm going to tell him. Okay. Tell him. Are you going to tell him? Yes. So during this little spell of Grandpa, Polly Shore kind of decides he's sick of the lie. He doesn't want to be involved in it anymore. He really, really starts to love the family. Um, and you can tell he's sort of starting to really love Rebecca, too. So... Um, you know, there's a little scene in here where right after that, they uh, it's Thanksgiving. Again, if it was November in South Dakota, I believe it would look a little colder than this. But anyway, um, whatever. Uh, you know, they bring him in to get the turkey and literally get the turkey. I mean, they send him in with a butcher knife to a live turkey and want him to kill it. Turkey has a heart attack. Um, there's a scene right after that where they're all trying to catch the turkey because it comes alive in the house. Um, crazy little fucking scene. But we then go to the bachelor party. Right? Yes. Yeah, we then go to the bachelor party. Yes. Um, now, we had said that Travis was scheming, but we never knew his plan. Uh, his plan, obviously, was to drug Polly Shore and Tiffany, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Um He sort of had a kill two birds with one stone plan by discrediting and humiliating Polly Shore and ending things with Tiffany... Uh, Tracy, or yeah, yes. Tiffany Amber Thiessen's character in this movie, by basically making her, you know, think she was a whore and being basically like, "Well, I don't want to be with you anymore." Um, while their bachelor party is going on, they're chugging beers, they're drinking, they're doing this, they're doing that. He drugs Polly Shore's drink. Now, while he drugs Polly Shore's drink, Tracy, uh, Tracy comes in and starts dancing. 
and she's basically stripping for everyone. Um, yes. Quite, quite well, well, definitely. Uh, he uh, Travis also drugs her drink, and the two of them wake up in the morning not knowing what happened. And, of course, Theo sort of guides Rebecca out there in the morning to find the two. Um, obviously, Travis made this plan thinking that this is going to get Rebecca back. Um, and here's the... Right after Rebecca walks in and finds the two of them together, this is the scene I'm going to play. So here we go. Let's go ahead and rock that motherfucker. I'm sorry. Oh, forget it. It's all a big joke anyway, right? No, not for me. I'm into you. Yeah, until Tracy shows up. You into her too? Listen, last night, I'm at the bachelor party, I'm doing karaoke, and then I wake up in the barn. That's all I remember what happened, I swear. Oh, cool! You were such a hypocrite! God, you waltzed in here telling everyone to be honest with each other, and the least you could do is be honest with me. I'm being honest. That you blacked out and woke up with Tracy. Yeah. My God, you must think I'm stupid. I am stupid. I never should have brought you here in the first place. Why did you bring me here, Rebecca? Because it was Thanksgiving and you were alone. You knew Travis was going to propose to you, huh? Oh, please. I felt sorry for you. Please to you. Spare me. You needed someone to shield you from Travis. Because you couldn't even deal with it yourself. That is not true. Have you told anybody the truth? Talk about hypocrites. Hey, I don't even want to be your friend. Fine. Here's your ring. So there you go. They sort of break up. Even though they weren't together, kind of a weird little moment in the movie. But after that, Tracy gets into her car, her badass fucking Trans Am straight out of uh, Smokey and the Bandit, uh, and realizes her chair is so far back that she can't even touch the pedals. Um, but again, I said Travis had not only uh, one trick up his sleeve, but two. Walks up to Tiffany Amber Thiessen and uh, or Tracy and says this. What are you doing here? I don't know. What happened last night? You tell me. Well... I woke up in the barn, but I, I can't remember anything. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what happened. You and Craw were all over each other when you left the bar last night. And why don't you take it from there? I was only going to dance for him. After what we had together, I mean, I thought I knew you. <sighs> so there you go. So far, his plan is working. Uh, Crawl is arguing and basically broke up with Rebecca. Uh, he's ditched Tiffany Amber Thiessen also. And 
his plan's working pretty good. Not bad at all. Uh, I gotta say, though, this movie, I feel like the Illuminati has something to do with this movie. I mean, mean, think about it, man. Like, we have two people Uh that are drugged, a character Uh named Theo. It's almost like (laughs) this movie saw 20 plus years into the future. They saw Bill Cosby's future, and it's like they were trying to warn us. A lot of X Files level yeah. shit going on. You never fucking know. But uh, the next scene we get to is after uh, Rebecca walks in. The brother, again, we did say the brother and Polly sure had bonded, and the brother goes up to talk to him. And ah, here we go. So I take it there's not going to be a wedding? You got that right. It's too bad. Believe it or not, I was looking forward to having you as a brother-in-law. So where are you heading? Back to California, where it's normal. Okay. Well, if you find a baby fresh nug out there, send her my way. (laughs) You got it. All right, be good. Okay. <laughs> Made the sound well. Can I have my hat only if I get to squeeze your cheeks? Squeeze? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So him and the brother have a little talk, and the brother really did get to fucking like him, obviously. I mean, it's a movie. Usually they end up like this. Uh, Travis is out there talking to... Rebecca, you know, hey, you know, I still love you, this and that. Um, And eventually, Travis actually gets invited to Thanksgiving dinner. Remember, it is Thanksgiving in this movie. Um, While uh, Polly Shore, Crawl, is hitchhiking back to California, Tracy actually ends up driving by picking him up because she also finds some pills in her car. Um, We literally at this point get, I would say, the explanation of completely what happened in this whole thing. And so I don't have to explain it. I will play the scene. But let's preface the scene with saying this is where, again, remember Travis was desperately trying to get Rebecca back. And... He did get invited to Thanksgiving dinner again, so he's sort of all back to normal, and I'll play it from there. Oh, that's a beautiful bird, Miss Warner. Thank you, Travis. You always were a great cook. Before I sit down, I'd like to say that it's really great having everybody together for the holidays. Matter of fact, I'd like to make a toast to Rebecca, the sweetest girl I know. I know we've been through a lot the last couple of days, but I still love you as much as ever. And I think you still love me. Mm. So, Rebecca Warner, will you marry me? I uh... Don't even think about it, Becca. Oh, man. Listen, you guys, I'm sorry for interrupting your meal, but there's something that everybody needs to know before I go. Can't you take a hint, you idiot? Look, Mr. Warner, if you don't mind, I'd like to take this guy out of here. Walter, you gotta hear this one. Well, uh, uh, oh, oh, okay, Crawl, you go ahead. Go ahead, Tracy. Tracy. Look, Rebecca, 
I woke up in the barn with Carl this morning, and I thought I did something really stupid. Mm. How can you come in here and insult this family after what you did? Look, I don't remember what I did, and I think I know why. Ooh. I found these in my car. Now, you said you saw me drive off with Carl last night, but when I got in my car this morning, the seat was so far back, I couldn't even reach the pedals. Somebody awfully big must have been driving, huh? Theo, you know anything about this? You gonna pass those mashed potatoes there, huh? No, 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 just to hell with those mashed potatoes. Now, you better speak up. Your job depends on it. Theo? Theo. Oh, hell, Walter, it's just a joke. We took those two out there and we put them in the barn. I think everybody's gonna get so upset about it. So I didn't bone her. So he didn't bone me. So you guys didn't bone. Oh, now, wait a minute. You no. can't really believe you. Wait a minute. I gotta tell you, Travis, it really tweaks my melon. See a buff bro like Crawl here get wheezed on by a greasy scumbag like you. So you just chill. No. Travis, you just get out. Hey, you can't talk to me like no, that. No, but I can't. Good! Oh! 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 Made you in karate for two semesters. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing is figured out. Um, Theo even gets fired, even though he was honest. But uh, the whole thing is figured out, and that's pretty much the movie. Um, those two, by those two, I mean, uh, Polly Shore and Rebecca do sort of figure out they're made for each other and that, but, um, that's pretty much the fucking movie. But I mean, look, this, this wasn't the kind of movie you go to thinking I'm going to see this great fucking love story. This was 1993. If Polly Shore's in a movie, you were pretty sure what kind of movie you were going to get. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, Because I, I actually saw this really? in a movie, so. Ah, yeah. Very. And it's one of those things where it's like, if you, you know, like I said, I was a Polly Shore fan mm -hmm. way back when. And uh, I, it, this is one of those movies where if you can kind of turn your brain off and just accept it for what it is, you'll have a good time with it. If you go in there and overanalyze it, and this is stupid, and really kind of think about the concept yeah. of what they're doing, it's like you're going to be disappointed. You're going to set yourself uh, up for disappointment. Yeah, very true. Um, there's a few little uh, did-you-knows about this movie. Um, very few. Crawl in this movie in the first draft was actually named Snake. Wow. Nah, that would have been horrible. Um, Ashley Judd actually auditioned for the role of Rebecca, but obviously did not get it. Um, Travis's name in the movie, the first draft, was Chad. But as soon as shooting began, they named him Travis. No really reason why, but uh, that's it right there. There's actually a poster of uh, Billy Ray Cyrus 
in uh, Rebecca's room at one point. Just, you know, that was such a huge fucking movie right there. Uh, and Lane Smith and Mason Adams, the father and the grandfather, actually worked together in an episode of Murder, She Wrote in 1984. So this wow. was technically their second time working together. Um, and that's pretty much it, man. I really have nothing. I don't think we have much else on this movie. Oh, we pretty much broke it down. We pretty much did. Pretty well, I would I say the say. same thing. I think we pretty much did, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I obviously at the end of it, everyone ends up loving him. And, um... And I gotta say, it was kind of funny. Like you, you knew he was "quote unquote" over with the family when the father started speaking his language. Yeah, the father, the grandfather. Um, I mean, yeah. Look, it turned out to be one of those really good movies where it had a real good ending. But uh, this was what you expected out of a Polly Shore movie back then. Yeah. And like, and, like, and like I said, you know, maybe not so much today, but if you were around during the heyday of Holy Shore, you would get the appeal of this movie more. Yeah, definitely. You you really would, like, cause, cause because it's 2017 and Holy Shore isn't the big deal that he was mm-hmm. back then. It, it, it's really kind of put in perspective how big he was at his peak, and he make no mistake, he was mm-hmm. fucking huge. Absolutely, especially for those, you know, the, the three movies you mentioned, the Biodomes, the Encino Mans, and this movie um, really, really were probably his, I would say, most notable movies. Um, and people fucking flocked to him, man. I mean, this movie itself made, you know, a good, what was it, $26 million or $16 million. And back in 1993, that wasn't shit money for a movie to make. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, and you got to figure it made 20 million. Anytime you can almost double your profit, Hollywood's going to be yeah. happy with you. It didn't lose money, so it was like, I would yeah, consider that a Yeah, D-Mix is saying Biodome next week. No, we're not doing Biodome next week. Um, no more. Not. We'll do another. We'll do Biodome another time. Truthfully, next week I was thinking of maybe seeing if you wanted to do um, Young Guns. Hmm. But that, we could put that yeah, in the think bank. Yeah, maybe that movie. Uh, watched them both today, actually. One and two. <laughs> well, Smart, I'll, everything on your list I can uh, co-sign for except the, except the R. Kelly sex tape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, no weebs. I do not want to see a Polly Shore sex tape comeback. Uh, either way it's spelled. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I really think that's fucking, uh, I don't know. You got anything else to say except, uh, good movie, good Polly Shore movie. One of the, 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 I would say three main Polly Shore movies he was known for. Uh, well, Jesus, we bring up Tombstone. That would be a long show. We might do that. Uh, we'll see. Obviously, uh, maybe we'll do a cowboy theme next week. I don't know why, but we will. Yes. So, oh, D. Large brings yes. up Bloodsport. My God, I would love to do Bloodsport. Oh shit! And you know what that makes me think of for some reason? The original Kickboxer. Yeah, you know what? D. Large might have a good point with Bloodsport. Maybe we should do Bloodsport next week. 
Yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah I don't know, because that, that got me thinking. Maybe we should do some type of Van Damme movie. I think Bloodsport. I, I mean, Smart brings up Blazing Saddles, but you know what? D-Large, I think Bloodsport might be the might be the one. We'll, uh, now that we got a few in mind, we'll see which one we're going to do, and uh, we'll go from there. But, uh, Anthony, let's fucking end this. What do you say, man? All right. Yes. Should I say my goodbyes? Should I say my goodbyes until February? No. When you need me? Uh, no. I, th- <laughs> I think we're okay for now. Um, <laughs> all right, everybody. Don't forget, you guys can always check us out right here on Mixler dot com slash chd podcast. Uh, you can always check out me and Anthony THD movie review. You can look at it on. Uh, tune in radio Stitcher radio Anywhere you can find good podcasts Except YouTube Because fuck YouTube um, You can also find me and Shaheen Right here 9.30pm Eastern time Mixer.com slash THD podcast Don't forget to check out Cat Morris and Shaheen There on uh, Thursday nights and uh, or No Sunday nights Sorry and um, don't forget to check out Shaheen. He was on uh, Wrestling Soup last week with Joey. And uh, you can find them on Mixler also. And uh, on that note, Anthony, man, really appreciate it. Good movie to choose, man. Glad we did this one. And uh, we'll see you uh, next week and Wednesday, bro. Later. Peace. Go home and get your fucking shine box. <laughs>